Hello and welcome to I Am Geek, and this is episode 47, and this is a very special episode. Not only am I here, uh, Ryan, and my brother Chris, and our good pal, Katrin, but we have a very, very special guest tonight. You ha may have seen his videos on YouTube, which has garnered a, a crazy amount of number, 16.1 million views over that, really, and then over a million subscribers. He is a guy that created Lucas the Spider. You probably love him. I know your kids love him. This is Joshua Slice. Welcome, Joshua Slice, to I Am Geek. How are you doing tonight? Hello. How's it going? Pretty good. Good. Yeah. <laughs> now, Joshua is an old friend of my brother, Chris. They used to work together yes. out at Rhythm and Hughes. Yes. Yeah, okay. there for a few years. Uh, did, uh, we, we only, I think we only really worked on one show together, necessarily, um, on uh, Alvin 3. Yeah, shipwrecked. Um, but you were there for other shows because I, I, I don't think our paths necessarily crossed show wise mm -hmm. until that. But uh, you were the soup though for. I was, was a soup. Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was your. I was your. I was in charge of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Made made sure you got your work done. I didn't have to make sure you got all your work done. You were super quick. <laughs> I just I I basically just stuck my head in the room and was like, "Hey, how are you doing?" And you're like, "Hey, I'm I'm done." I'm like, "Okay, good." <laughs> so you were you were you were like a boss for a little while. Well, well sure, we'll call that. So yeah. so you like inspired him. You gave him like just knowledge, and it and it turned into to Lucas uh, the Spider, probably right. Yeah, I mean, I'm taking all the credit for that. <laughs> No, I no, no. I <laughs> uh, not at all. That was all him. That's all. <laughs> oh jeez, now I'm thinking about. Do you remember the scene of them all on the beach singing? I'm a survivor. Oh, <laughs> I haven't thought about that in years. Uh, yeah, I just uh, I just remember uh, Michael Locke's scene where um, Simon gets like catches his foot on fire and has to run down to the beach and jumps into the water. We went outside. We went outside to um, to record reference from that for that, and I ran like a wild man, like outside of Rhythm and Hughes, <laughs> jumping and landing on my butt, hurt. <laughs> but but anything for the show. Animation's a dangerous <laughs> job. It is. It is very dangerous. <laughs> so Chris likes to bring out animators. Uh, we call it his animator's vault. He'll just he'll just call me and say, I got another animator that wants to come on the show. And I'm like, well, that's great. So you're now part of Chris's animator's vault. Uh, we've heard <laughs> lots of stories about how uh, people have, how they got into this business, what started them in, in this business and all that. So we would just love to hear sort of your background, what got you started in animation, why you chose that as your path, and then how that has progressed over the years, if you don't mind sharing. Sure. Um so I think it all started when I was, I think, 11 or 12. Um, it was a summer after middle school, and my mom signed me up for a summer art class down at Polytech in Pasadena. And um, so I was like, sure, whatever, and think much of it. But really, after that first week, there was nothing else I wanted to do with my life. It was just, <laughs> I just want to spend my day on a computer making things, and that's it. <laughs> Nice. And then so, uh, yeah, just growing up, that's what I did. I remember, uh, I remember freshman year of high school thinking, like, I already know what I want to do. I want to go to college for art. I got four more years left. All right. <laughs> just 
that that's everybody's feeling through high school. It's just like I want to get through high school. <laughs> I just got to get through high school. <laughs> so you went from uh, basically high school into college, and then out of college, uh, did you immediately uh, find or, or get plugged into animation, or was it sort of a struggle at first? Or because I know that we've talked to people, and they're like, "I was a nomad for years, just going bouncing from place to place." trying to figure mm-hmm. it out or, or how did that journey uh, from sort of school to uh, this animation uh, happen for you? Right. So when I, when I got to uh, college, I kind of came in thinking that animation meant you build texture, rig, animate, light, your whole everything. <laughs> so I didn't really understand that you had to specialize. And it wasn't until um, Pixar started teaching well, they didn't start. They they have been teaching at the school I went to, the Academy of Art University. Oh, cool. And um, once doing the first class, that be, that I started to learn kind of like how much fun the nuances of animation could be. Because prior to that, I actually thought animating humans was kind of boring. <laughs> I didn't know you could do all this, uh, all the subtleties <laughs> of acting. So oh, that's cool. So yeah, five years of college, um, I had an internship at uh, Pixar. And then after that, came down back to L.A. to work at Rhythm and Hughes. Um, nice. And the first show I got to work on was Hop and then Alvin 3. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. I, I avoided Hop somehow. Um. <laughs> 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 no, it was a good movie. But uh, I, I did hear some horror stories every, every now and then mm-hmm. <laughs> from some people. But uh, it turned out really nice, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys did a good job on that. Man, how'd you avoid that? Uh, I, I was, well, so I was on Yogi Bear, and uh, our soup on that, Matt Logue, um, got pulled on to do some tests for X-Men First Class. And mm-hmm. he knew that I was a huge fan of comics and stuff, so he pulled me on to help him. And then he left, and that kind of just left me on the show by myself. <laughs> I was like, okay, I don't know what I'm doing, but sure, why not? Um, and, and yeah, so I just I was on that show by myself for like months because wow. uh, everybody was pulled on the hop, right? Because hop was just a giant show there, um, and so I was just I was just kind of keeping that boat afloat, basically. <laughs> That's <laughs> cool. So look, so looking at your page. Uh, it's it, you've animated for you did epic uh big hero six frozen forever mm-hmm. or frozen fever zootopia <laughs> ferdinand i mean you gotta uh you've worked on some really cool things here um mm-hmm. is there any big moments that stuck out that you're like uh this sort of been your favorite uh the movies that you've got to work on so um that too was kind of like a nomad um for the first couple years you know, working from project to project once that wrapped up, going into the next place. Um, Big Hero 6 was the breakout movie for me where I actually felt like I was getting shots that had some length, they had some depth, and I really got a good reel out of it. Um, I also think the the work experience on that show was probably my favorite mm. out of all the, the movies so far. They crammed eight animators in a small room, and we dec- we decorated it to look like a raptor pit from Jurassic Park <laughs> but everything was sort of like janky like we, we built a tree out of like Amazon boxes that we use for shipping we had like uh, confetti uh, hanging from the ceiling 
And then we had a, a giant blown up picture of Jeff Goldblum uh, from Jurassic Park. <laughs> the one where he like he has his shirt off. He's kind of leaning yeah, back. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's the one they made a, um, a vinyl out of. A pop, pop, yeah, yeah. vinyl yeah. pop figure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> but yeah, that group, like the eight of us, was such a well-balanced kind of group of personalities. It was just a great summer. Very That's cool. cool. Yeah, when Chris Chris took me to see his where he's working now, sort of a tour of the place, and just I I didn't under, I didn't know that everybody sort of decorated their area just like crazy, and I was like, this is a really cool place uh, <laughs> to work. Everybody has sort of their own station, and it was like just you know crazy decorated with uh, some kind of theme. Yeah, yeah. toys toys everywhere typically. <laughs> um, they're just little kids. They're just little kids. <laughs> You uh, one point in one of your rooms, you like built uh, like a train or something. Yeah, I was just thinking that we um, <laughs> the last studio I was at at Blue Sky, uh, we must have sank the six thousand dollars on actual <laughs> wow. shit. Um, like material, like the bricks we built the pillars out of were like brick veneers, so they were real bricks that we put around these wooden beam or pillars that we put up, and then um, the rest of it was kind of wood painted to look like metal. And then we had, we, the, the funny thing is, so we, we laid track basically down the aisle of, of our little cubicle. So the walkway is a train track. And then as you step up on each side, that's the platform that's like six inches off the ground. Um, but that floor is embedded in the concrete of blue sky. <laughs> so I imagine years, years from now when, when they move or something happens to that building and they remove all the cubicles, they're going to have this train station sitting there like, what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> it's got to stay there. Even if they like put a Victoria's Secret or something right there, that train track's there. <laughs> like, that's, that's it. <laughs> that's yeah, whatever company they put in there, they have to just build around it. Mm-hmm. It's just going to have to become an actual train station, I think. Yeah. No other option. <laughs> There's another office. It's a, it's a a theater, and it's the same deal. It's embedded into the concrete, and it's not moving. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That is so cool. Uh, so uh, let's get into Lucas. Where, where or when did Lucas begin for you? When did this come idea pop into your head? Because uh, it's it's wonderful. It's 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 funny and cute and. Uh, they're all just a pleasure to watch, even for a 40-year-old, or almost 40-year-old like me. Um, how did this come to be? So I think it was a, it was last uh, winter. I was on the East Coast. It was cold. I wasn't, I'm not, I'm from California. I don't know what to do in the snow. So <laughs> all my days after work are just spent going home to my apartment and doing nothing. So I was like, all right, I need a project. Let's work on something creatively. Um and I really like the idea of doing a character with some sort of kind of fur to it. Um, I just wanted that challenge of learning how to do like X-Gen and, and um, maybe adding another level to the depth of, of characters that I've done before. Um, and then with Lucas, I saw a, um, right around the time I started, I saw a meme of like a little jumping spider in a leaf. Mm-hmm. And I thought like, oh, that's really cute. He <laughs> could push that. <laughs> how could I? How can I make that even cuter? So that sort of became my project. And then, um, so I made the model that that winter. Um, and then there's a series of events that kind of got me back to LA. But 
I put it on hold because I knew that for the last from August to now I'd be taking six months off. So I wanted something to kind of fill that time. I wanted to save the character and jump back to it um, back in October to uh, to just fill the time. I made that first episode, and actually I was thinking once I released it, like, all right, I need a new project. Maybe do some woodworking, maybe start a new character. I'm not sure yet. <laughs> but then it went viral, and I was thinking, oh, I should probably make more of these. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, crap, people like it. <laughs> <laughs> I should see how far I can get before I go back to studio work. So it just became like one day at a time, just keep adding to it. Nice. And really cool. so your nephew is the voice, right? Right. Yeah. That's really awesome. cool. He does a great job. Yeah. Uh, voicing it. He's got a great. He's got a really good voice for it. Yeah. It's really well. It's it's crazy. In every episode, he always manages to get the recording right, but it's always a journey getting there. <laughs> <laughs> like the first takes. The, like there's always a moment in every episode where I'm thinking like I don't think this is gonna work. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then the take I get the take where it it just works and like alright there we go alright nice we can do this now <laughs> uh, yeah, but, yeah. Uh, oh, go ahead go ahead go ahead the, the crazy thing is um, so he actually lives in um, in Minnesota oh uh, or no Wisconsin and so what I do is once I have an idea I kind of record myself on the iPhone um, send it over to my sister and my sister sits down with him to record him oh, wow. so there's like this <laughs> process that somehow works um, <laughs> whenever i get an idea I just ask my sister for his availability <laughs> <laughs> he, his manager. He's, he's how old uh five five coming up soon wow so does he know he's like a voiceover artist now and that he, he needs like an <laughs> agent probably <laughs> I don't think he's fully like grasped kind of what has happened. <laughs> uh, once he does, he's going to start like making demands. Though, like, just, like a bowl of M and M's, it's just like all blue. Mm-hmm. It's, it's gonna it's gonna go crazy. Yeah, <laughs> it's I'm kind of wondering yeah. like how how long do kids' voices stay? <laughs> for as long as you need it so you just you just need to like write a, write a bunch of scripts and then just go do these one after the other before your voice changes <laughs> go out get some helium where he does his take again well it is it is blowing up I mean every time I turn on Facebook or something his his eyes are staring at me on somebody's post mm-hmm. um, today I was looking um, yeah, like a, a subgroup thing that I'm in and somebody posted it and said, Oh, I just love this. It's so great. I'm like, actually I'm talking, you know, to the uh, creator tonight and, it, and it's awesome. And it's, it's the coolest thing. <laughs> so everybody's just blowing up. Um, and I think you, you, you know, you've made it when you get your own kids react video. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I watched the kids react video today and, uh, it was, funny as always uh how did that did they approach you about that or did they just do it um Um, i've been approached by a lot of people i think they just did it oh they just (laughs) did it when i saw that i was thinking like did i talk to them (laughs) 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 or i don't know but i don't think i did but i think it's pretty cool anyway so yeah yeah Yeah. (laughs) 
And you can sue them anytime. So it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> That's the crazy yeah. thing about YouTube because there's like certain things like if you post, they'll just immediately reject it and take it down. Like, mm-hmm. But other things are just like, oh, this is somebody else's work, but they're using it for comedy. So uh, we'll just let them have it because they're big time because kids react, mm-hmm. you know, big time. So it's funny to how that, how that works. Uh, but yeah, the kids were funny and, and most of them loved it. Some of them were still scared of spiders um, <laughs> afterwards. And I've read that that's one of the reasons why you, you've sort of kept doing this is you want people to not be scared of spiders, that they're not be uh, uh, one of their fears. Is that right? Or is that just something somebody wrote? Yeah, that, that was sort of like my initial goal just to, uh, you know, create a little bit of sympathy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because everyone's reaction. Actually, well, my, my thought was, um, you know, when you see a spider or anyone sees a spider, people often act like it's life or death. But for the spider, it really is life or death. For yeah. you, it's just a minor <laughs> annoyance. <laughs> That's true. Nice. Uh, are you going to do, do the same thing for clowns next? Because <laughs> <laughs> they're... they're... They're scary. They're <laughs> my my kind of kryptonite are um, are uh, centipedes or centipedes oh. or millipedes, whichever one, and they're that are like a foot long and like too many legs, <laughs> super thick. Like if I see one in a room, I will go running the opposite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Uh-uh. <laughs> so so now we need a Millie the millipede uh, yeah. video. <laughs> <laughs> You can have that one for free. <laughs> and that'll make my reaction video to it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's all kinds of stuff that uh, people are, are, kids react. I think we saw some other things where it was Lucas versus Piper. Piper. I don't know. I didn't mm-hmm. watch it, but um, so Lucas is making the rounds. Um, I, I've even got uh, people uh, posting saying, when's the movie? Uh, so, uh, so it's popular. People want to, people want to watch the spider roll around to sink for an hour and a half. So mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. I hope you got another six months off coming up. Cause you gotta make a whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, well, I can't, I can't talk about the specifics. Um, oh yeah. No, yeah. 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 yeah we, fine. uh, <laughs> We 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 have we have plans. We have ambitious plans. So uh, awesome. it's, it's at that. Cool. That's that's exciting for us. Mm-hmm. That's that's enough. That's all I need to know. <laughs> <laughs> this just in. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tweeting about it right now. <laughs> <laughs> so you have we'll see one, two, three, four, five, yeah, six. You have six videos out now. Do you have a favorite? I think it was definitely the uh, the musical. The musical. musical oh, oh, that was great. Every time I, I um, every time I animated, sat down to animate, it was just I can't stop, couldn't stop smiling because it's yeah. like this is so like ridiculous. Because <laughs> 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 first when I animate the spider, you know, you, you do the up and down bobbing to the beat, mm-hmm. and then kind of get into it and like, oh, this is really fun, and then I start plucking the notes, and <laughs> it was just. <laughs> I enjoyed it so much that the next episode, um, which I'm pretty close to to uh, releasing a um, a preview image to kind of I've I've started doing that where I've, I've once I get the scene to where where I want it with the camera and everything composition, then I'll release the image and say coming coming soon to to get people ready. 
Cool. Um, and this one's going to be with a, a little harp that he made out of sticks, twigs, and webbing. Oh, sweet. Uh, and there's going to be more, more to it than that, so it's not just another musical episode, but yeah. I'm, I'm really excited about it. Adorable. He dies and becomes an angel. <laughs> no. <laughs> the end. <laughs> That's really cool. Um, so that one's coming out. Uh, well, you're going to announce it soon. Um, I think one of my I think I, I don't know. I think I like the captured one the best for me personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, was that your reflection in the glass? It was, yeah. Yeah. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hey, that looks like him in the glass. That was cool. Uh, but yeah, they're just, I think they're so, like, each individual one is so unique that they have their own. I mean, it's not like, it's not like you sat down and said, well, this is a viral hit. I'm just going to make basically the same video over and over again. You use the same mm-hmm. character, but each one tells a unique story. And, and I mean, the mm-hmm. longest one is, is 33 seconds. And it tells, I mean, it, it tells a story from beginning to end. It's, mm-hmm. and it leaves you wanting more. And I, I'm just very impressed with them. Um, so cool. Anyways, go but, uh, but how long um, does it take you oh, to, yeah. like, <laughs> to do like an episode? I've been wondering that. Like, <laughs> so, so it's kind of broken down to... Um, so it takes about like a week to set it up. But a lot of that is just spending my time just figuring out what I want. What I want waiting yeah. until my, my nephew and... Working for this agent to find uh, when he's available, and uh, it really doesn't take long to set it up. Because the cool thing about doing a spider is that you're you're so close to the character that everything else is blurred out, so you can yeah. cheat a whole lot of things. You really only need uh, foreground elements to be CG, and the rest are just you can cheat, do live action, blur it out. Um, it's it's animation that's uh, that's the bottleneck. Um, mm-hmm. It's probably takes it's like each episode is about 600 frames takes about a week of like solid animation nice um it's cool. and then quick. rendering that's hmm? quick i'm, I'm <laughs> learning what what controls to use and what not to use <laughs> I'm, I'm starting to build a pose library and so Very things cool. are speeding up but um so rendering uh when i started i had the, a laptop that had four cores and that's what I was using. I'm like, all right, I need to upgrade. So I got a eight core computer that was kind of within my budget. Once I started making money off this, I'm like, all right, I need something faster. So I bought an 18 core computer, <laughs> and now I'm spinning out frames much, much faster. Nice, very cool. It's it's and it's cool that because basically this is your baby, uh, you can do what you want to do, and you're not having to. Because Chris has told me stories, you're not having to wait to, for studios to go. Oh, we want this, re- this like completely redone, or we've decided to add in a, a lightning storm here and a, and a flood here, and so basically you have control, so you know what you're going into, and you don't have to sit back and go, "Am I going to waste all this time doing this scene?" And then some big, you know, big wig's going to come in and say, "We've completely changed the character to uh, an alien now, so we need to redo everything." Uh, so that's so that I'm sure that helps out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, having that freedom is fun. Very cool. Nice. Chris, you got any more Lucas questions? Do I have any more? Uh, <laughs> I didn't mm-hmm. like to put them on the spot. Yeah, you do like to put me on the spot. Um, the, so I know, like, uh, especially with me, like, or a lot of people, animation is very collaborative. Like, you show a bunch of people, 
and everything like you do. So you show it to someone like, hey, how's this looking? Do you have like a, your kind of core, core people that you kind of go, okay, this is what I'm doing right now. Can you have a look at it and kind of see if this is working? Or you just kind of just go whole hog and just kind of like just go for it. <laughs> right, yeah. There are a few people that I'll show, um, especially early on, um, to kind of it's like I'm showing them because I want to show them, but then I also kind of want their feedback a little bit and their approval. I'm like I'm gauging their interest to see if it's working or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but then as, as the episode's coming, I kind of know what works and what doesn't work, so I'm getting a little bit more confidence in, in what to do. Like like with this next one coming up, like I'm so stoked with the one idea I have in mind that like I, I almost don't want to spoil it for anyone. Oh, no, 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 I just no, want to no. like just do it, post it, and then and then enjoy <laughs> reactions. Well, I'm excited to see awesome. the next one. Yeah. So is is that your polar bear? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I mentioned that I went on a six month break um, back in uh, August. The day after I got back, I adopted Dexter as a puppy, a two-month-old puppy about this big, and now he's 65 pound. <laughs> cool. Woo! <laughs> well, Dex- Dexter does great. How did you, uh, how did you set that scene up where he gets booped on the nose <laughs> and then the dog basically takes off? Like, how did that work out? Oh my gosh, that was okay. So, I basically had to get my dog tired. So that he could fall asleep in the kitchen, exactly where I wanted him. So I, I've been take, I take him to doggy daycare every now and again. I know when he goes, he just plays with dogs for hours and hours and hours. So took him in like the whole day, just just let him play, and then I got home and set up my laptop right next to where I wanted to film. And it was really funny because he wanted to go sleep in his bed, but. Because he's really tired. Like, no, get back here. You're sleeping right here. I'm <laughs> the like, director. Position him and fall asleep right here. And then uh, once I got him, I'm like, oh, yes, this is it. I was recording him, recording him. And then slowly I was like trying to grab the squeak toy to get his attention off screen. And then I'm like, squeak, squeak, squeak. <laughs> that's what wakes him up and gets him off screen. Movie magic right that's, there. That's- yeah, that's how I get woken up every day too. My wife has a little squeaky toy. Wakes me up. His wife makes him run around all night. Wears me out. Wears yeah. you out. And then uses a squeaky yeah, toy. And then, to wake and then I fall asleep in the kitchen, and she wakes me up the next day. That's that's my life. <laughs> well, uh, we we are called I Am Geek, the show for the geek and all of us. So I have to ask a question. I try to ask this to everybody. What is the mm-hmm. thing that, that geeks you out? What are you a geek about? What What's the thing that you love? Um, whether it's movies, TV, whatever it is, what's the one thing that you're like, this is what I geek out about? Mm-hmm. Putting you on the spot. I think right now, and, and maybe the poster behind you is, is helping like the uh, Star Wars. It's just... <laughs> yeah, that came out digital you know, yesterday or the day before, and yeah. I immediately bought it and watched it again. and. <laughs> Yeah, all things. There's, there's certain franchises like games and movies like Star Wars is big, Zelda, um, Resident Evil, the games. Oh, yeah. Um, whenever there's a tentpole kind of episode or game, I'm always there day one. <laughs> so, Resident Evils are scary. 
I don't think. Yeah, I don't think I've ever played through a full Resident Evil game. I think I always started. I'm like, nope. Okay, uh, let's do something else. Let's turn the lights on. Or something. Yeah. Yeah, no. yeah. A friend of ours, Jared Collinger, who's been on the show. Um, yeah, I think he got one of them one time. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he's like, I'm coming over. We're turning off the lights <laughs> and we're playing this game. And I was like, okay. <laughs> scared the crap out of me oh my goodness things are jumping out everywhere <laughs> and i never i didn't i didn't know that you uh it's the one that i played you saved with the typewriter um yeah. uh, and i didn't know that so i just kept walking around dying and i'm like what is the point like what am i supposed to do <laughs> um what's the, the one that um resident evil 7 with the vr headset it's probably oh. one you never have the courage to do. Ooh. That game's scary even without it. Jeez, I bet. That would be <laughs> freaky. I did um, Halloween Horror Nights, which is uh, Universal Studios. Uh, they do a Halloween event every year. They had um, one year, they were trying out some tech, and you could be invited back to um, to try it out. And somehow I got invited back to do it, but it was a VR horror thing. And basically, mm. we were in this, like, scary old mansion and we're just walking around with this vr thing on and all of a sudden all these like weird like grim reaper things just start slowly coming from the walls and coming at you it's pretty freaky (laughs) (laughs) and all this stuff is coming at you um oh vr is scary even if you're not playing a horror game like if you're standing there you turn around and someone's right there because it's so dimensional and they're just right there yeah something benign would just be like Yeah, I really want to play the Star Wars uh, VR that they have called um, through the Void Company. Uh, we mm-hmm. had uh, Ray Chase, another guy on here, and he went to it. And he said it was amazing. So just mm-hmm. to be able to like be in Star Wars and have a blaster in your hand and oh, so cool. <laughs> so I take it that you're you're go ahead, go ahead. That that uh, I heard about that. That's at Disneyland. Yeah. Um, do do they um so. Is it like a backpack you wear, and that has the the um, computer that runs the VR, and then? I know you have a big vest that you wear with the headset. Huh. Uh, basically, you uh, you go into this room, and basically the room has platforms and stuff that you can pick up, like physical things around you, mm-hmm. um, like a skiff thing that you get on that actually like feels like it's moving. Uh, so I think it's really just uh, everything, but I think. Uh, I'm pretty sure this the whatever's in the vest. Yeah, is... you're not tethered to anything, so yeah, I think it's all yeah. on the mm. what you're wearing, and and things will interact with you uh, with the vest, so you'll feel like you're getting shot, kind of, you know, like you feel a vibration, you know, that kind of thing, yeah. and wow. it, it really looks cool. really cool. Yeah, supposedly they have a like a Ghostbusters game or whatever you want to call it, and uh, mm. some other ones they're right now the the one at disney world uh in orlando they've they said it's at least going through april so we're gonna we're going down in in october so hopefully it's still there but i I don't know not i'm sure something will be there i don't know if it'll be yeah oh yeah something will be there something will be there a different story hopefully it's not like the princesses (laughs) ride through the forest because that's going to be like a really (laughs) let down or something <laughs> we got rid of Star Wars, and now you can be Rapunzel. <laughs> but uh, it sounds like something Disney would probably do. So I should retain they're doing right now. So you, so you got the Last Jedi because you saw it behind me. Uh, so I'm guessing you're a fan of the movie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. 
<laughs> we have some mixed feelings here. Yeah, uh. <laughs> we, we, we will get into that. Uh, I'm ready to watch it again because I watched it in the theater, and I can only, I can only make myself watch it once. Of course, mm-hmm. these days with a toddler and a six month old, I don't get to go to the movies that much. So it's like, mm-hmm. so I need to watch it again. I keep telling people that I need to watch it again and see what happens. I'm just, you know, still very torn up about Mr. Skywalker um, at the end. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I yeah. think um, fan theories are, I think they hurt because everyone goes in thinking like they, they know what's going to happen. Yeah. And when it doesn't happen, it's like, whoa! I want to hear about Snoke and what's this <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm already like making the fan theory for the next Lucas in my head, so I'll post the video later saying this is what's going to happen. This is my fan theory, and then when it's not that, I'll just be very disappointed and <laughs> not, <laughs> not, not really. What happened to Snoke? Thanks for coming on. No, no, just kidding. But yeah, it is crazy like that. Like people get in their heads what they want the story to be. And when it's not what they want it to be, then oh. it, it, you might as well have killed everything. Some of it's their Star Wars' fault, though, too, for in, in movies in general. as we, we talk about almost every week. It's like you have teasers for teasers for trailers for teasers. Yeah. And it's like you've seen the whole movie, or you think you have. And that and that's, it, of course, a lot of it they try to trick you, you know, because they put together two scenes that aren't even together, you know, just to kind of throw you off. But... Um, but yeah, I think that's part of it. Cause you used to, like we say, you used to have one trailer and that's, that was it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was at Disneyland a few, like a week before the movie came out and we went on star tours and they had the updated episode two segment in there. I was like, this is new. What is this from? Uh, <laughs> yeah. and now I'm thinking about the trailers and piecing it together. I'm like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> It's not a spoiler, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I haven't got to ride it since they put in the new new part. Um, that's the thing I most miss about not living in Florida anymore. It's where I could just, oh, we go to Disney, let's go. But now I'm in Texas, and uh, it's far away. No one wants to give me a private jet every day to go yeah. see them. Yeah, here it's just like, hey, you want to go ride a horse? Let's go ride a horse. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> A bull or a horse? Want to go wrestle some cattle? Yeah, let's go wrestle some cattle. (laughs) So since we have two animators in the room, uh, I think it dropped today or yesterday a new uh, trailer for Ready Player One, which is pretty much all... (laughs) Everything. Everything and animated (laughs) and stuff. You guys got any thoughts on that movie? Uh, You think it's going to be the next big thing? Or is it going to be like a... eh, what are, you, what are your thoughts? Hmm. Uh, I, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. It looks really cool. I mean, cause, I mean, it definitely struck at the nerd core of me. Um, <laughs> it's just like, here's everything you love in one package. <laughs> I'm like, okay, everywhere. Um, but I'm, I don't know how it's going to do in theaters. It, it's, it's one of those movies, like, it looks like it'll be fun. But I don't know if it's will necessarily draw in the crowds. Like sci-fi movies nowadays, it seems like the they have these big action-packed trailers, but not necessarily everybody goes sees them unless it's a staple like Star Wars or Guardians, like Marvel stuff. It almost seems like they they kind of flop a little bit in theater unless it's something that's already kind of established. But at the same time, this has everything that's been established in it. 
Yeah, I uh, think for people my age, uh, they're going to go see it just because it's like, oh, it's that's my childhood all wrapped up into one movie. Because uh, <laughs> I think the new trailer even has Batman um, flying yeah, off a cliff. It's climbing Everest. Yeah. <laughs> it's like everything. And it's, I think it's just going to be one of those visual things that you're going to have to watch multiple times to actually catch everything that's going on. Uh, yeah. It looks great. It looks really cool. Um, and the reviews have been positive so far. I don't really bank on reviews, but uh, yeah, but I don't know. Could be good. Um, I'll see I'm, it. I'm looking forward to it. I, I I can't stop thinking. When I was watching the first trailer, I was thinking like, how do they not bump into everything? <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, I don't understand how that's gonna work in order to be. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't quite get that either because yeah, there's a the preview of like a girl with a headset on. She's like in her living room jumping over like a couch and stuff. I'm like that. That doesn't seem like it'll work. <laughs> like, <I don't... laughs> like she if she has a cat. She's stepping on that cat. I mean that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that. Um, uh, I don't know if you if you saw. Um, so just called Tomorrowland or what was the movie called? George Clooney. Tomorrow. Yeah, Tomorrowland, where she's. <laughs> thrust into the other other world through the pen and she's running and running and running and then all of a sudden she's like where's all this water coming from and she takes the pen off and she's standing in the middle of a swamp that's probably what it's gonna be like it's vr everywhere and then all of a sudden wait how did i end up in the ocean oh because i just kept running and driving my car uh <laughs> to the ocean through <laughs> vr uh, but yeah they'll be interesting to see how they, and there's certain scenes in the trailer where it looks like they're in like there's like this rows of people sitting with their VR stuff on. Um, so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Do any of you guys have a, a VR headset, a Vive, or Oculus? No, oh. I've played with them. Um, I, I animated on that um, uh, Jorge Gutierrez uh, animated short. Um, mm-hmm. And then my mind blanked. Jaguar? I worked on the it. Jaguar? Yeah, son of Jaguar. <laughs> I, I know, I, it, I know I, the things that I do. <laughs> uh i worked on that and that was really fun it was really different to like animate in three like 3d space like that when vr um because we often rely on like 2d kind of cheats Mm -hmm. animating the stuff and kind of playing to camera Mm -hmm. and really like the person can move around that and kind of see different angles and stuff so you kind of have to kind of like think differently (laughs) Almost things have to work in uh, a lot more angles and everything. So, like you, you're animating it, and it may look good on screen, but you got to export it so they can put it like in Oculus or whatever, and then go watch it and make mm-hmm. sure it actually is working. Because <laughs> uh, yeah, there's been a number of times we put it on. It's like, oh, that did no, that's not right. <laughs> no, uh, uh-uh, uh, that's not gonna work. I'm thinking about all the cheats that we as animators do, where like you have a hand that's super close to camera to make it look bigger, yeah. and then immediately it's like, oh, <laughs> stretched out, like scaled it to where it's like giant, and <laughs> it's like no. <laughs> Joshua, do you have a VR headset? Yeah, I've got a the Vive. Oh, cool. Every time I put it on, it's the same like wow factor of like I am here in this whatever game I'm playing. And it's always the same. You take it off and you're back in your room and you're just like, wow. I still don't believe it. 
<laughs> I remember the first time I got it, what screwed me up is not being in the game and feeling sick is being taking it off and walking around my house. Because my instinct is now to walk through walls, which it's not possible. <laughs> or I'm in the I'm in the bathroom and I'm like, oh, I should just reach through the sink. Nope, can't do that. <laughs> that's hilarious. Jeez, that's uh, that's that's like when you're you're animating and doing whatever on the computer. You like undo, 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 and then yeah, you do something in real life. You're just like ah, Control Z. <laughs> I need control Z this. <laughs> no, it's not working. That's like some memory. Your fingers are like, no. yeah. Automatically clicking, like, what's that guy doing? I don't know. Just, yeah, wiggling his finger in the air. It's weird. Well, it's, yeah, it's funny uh, to see like my three year old, like that generation, you know, kids and stuff. Because he'll, he'll walk up to the TV and just start trying to press it. Like, like on Netflix, <laughs> he'll like, watch this. And like, that doesn't do anything. But every once in a while, I'll just catch him wanting to do it so i'll press it on the remote <laughs> he presses it he's like no see it does something I'm like no don't touch the tv <laughs> yeah. well, that's your own fault now i know <laughs> it's fun though <laughs> <laughs> it's fun to fool my child yeah <laughs> yeah i haven't got to do much vr besides just a couple of things i think the thing my first vr experience was um oh what was it called virtual boy Oh, remember that one where everything was red yeah it was game boy's no. version of, of game uh, vr and it was just like you put these it was like on a stand you didn't even wear them you had to like put your head down in them and it was just like all red and black so you're like mm-hmm. playing mario tennis for some reason or something and it's all just red <laughs> and black and stuff so that sort of turned me off from vr for a while so. <laughs> <laughs> the new stuff coming out I'm like ah, it's probably just like the virtual boy <laughs> yeah exactly Every, everything's still just like the virtual boy you're not missing out oh, good. okay <laughs> <laughs> so i remember um so my nephew um so my nephew and his brother are like huge star wars fans they, they can tell you everything about every character in the universe of star wars and so when they were over, over Thanksgiving, I let them play the little Star Wars um, kind of experience game. It's uh-huh. like, like a quick kind of like interact with the Millennium Falcon, Stormtroopers, pick up a lightsaber. And their minds were just blown. Like, they, <laughs> if, you, if you mention Star Wars to them, they'll just talk for, forever about it. But you put the headset on them and they were just silent because they were like, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> C three or no R two D two and I'm right here and now I'm holding a lightsaber, <gasps> like it's so much fun to see their their awe. That's so cool. So I bet they're excited about the new uh, the Star Wars Galaxy Edge, Star Wars Land at Disneyland and Disney World. Um, then we then we actually get to live it. It's not VR anymore. We get to to be a part of it. Uh, yeah. You could start to see the construction from the yeah. parking lot of um, Disneyland. That's nice. cool. Yeah, I watched a video today of somebody that was flying over um, Hollywood Studios, and it was showing the construction there. Mm-hmm. And uh, next year, next year, we'll get yeah. to uh, experience it. Ryan is moving there. He is actually going to live there. <laughs> Not leaving. He's going to hide in, Star- in the Galaxy's Edge. Just- Hiding there at nighttime, and gonna there. 
sleep inside a tauntaun. It's going to be great. <laughs> so when security finds me, I'm going to be like, these are not the droids you're looking for. And they're going to quickly escort me off property. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sounds about right. But yeah, that's uh, it's cool what they're doing with this because we're talking about virtual reality and, and everything and how it's moving forward. It's forward. It's cool what they're doing with that because it's basically uh, it's going to be a theme park, but you're going to be sort of like you're in a VR situation without the goggles, of course. And you can mm-hmm. even stay at the hotel that they're building that's going to be even more immersive, like you're in space in your room. I've mm. even I've even seen plans for new lightsaber technology that they're going to be using in the parks, uh, which if, if it happens, it's going to be pretty amazing. Uh, and, and deadly. Well. <laughs> Very deadly. <laughs> that there's going to be things that they're going to, you're going to have a lightsaber that you can interact with sort of like a, a, um, the, the hog or the Harry Potter land or whatever at universal with the oh, wands. It's going to be stuff that you can do with lightsabers, but it's going to be more uh, interactive where you're actually fighting things throughout the uh, park. So mm. that's cool. That hopefully, sounds cool. Hopefully that happens. Uh, well, yeah, it'll be interesting if they actually do a lot of the things that they said they're going to do with uh, with the immersion, you know, aspect where uh, decisions you make or things that you do on the different rides or, or things you do at the hotel or whatever. Uh, characters would come up to you and interact with you in a certain way and, and say things. I'm just like, good grief. How in the world, you know, <laughs> is that all going to work? But I think they'll do it for six months a, a year and then they'll be yeah. like, yeah, we're not doing that anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. With all the people that come in and out of there, I don't know how they would do all that, <laughs> you know, unless, unless they do it only for the people staying at the hotel while you're in the hotel. Cause well, what they're saying, how much it's going to cost. They're not going to have a ton of people in there at a time, you know, and it's, I mean, it's a pretty, crazy stuff they're doing with the screens and you know and all the, yeah. the you know of course that's way down the road i think at this point but. i mean yeah i mean if you think about it because they just announced that they're uh charging for overnight parking for guests just imagine what you're gonna have to pay to park in space gee whiz, yeah. wow <laughs> parking space right? oh. <laughs> <laughs> good night everybody <laughs> This is us, Joshua. We are we are we are a bunch of goofballs. Uh, but we uh, oh, we're 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 about at the forty six minute mark, so we're we're doing good on time. Uh, we had some sad news that that came out today. Uh, don't want to end on a, a, a sad note, but uh, after gosh, how long? Nineteen seventies? Really? That long? Maybe. That's why don't we Google it? Mm. Google time. Talk amongst yourself. Anyways, <laughs> toys, toys. You Google it. You find out when they opened. <laughs> toys R Us is closing all of their U.S. stores um, for good. Uh, they've gone. Good. They've, they've declared bankruptcy, and uh, they're killing the hearts of millions of children. <laughs> <laughs> so in 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 1948. Whoa. Wow. It, 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 there is this guy, his name is Charles P. Lazarus, and he had a children's furniture store that he started in 1948. So it was, and then it changed. Um, and then in 1969 uh, is kind of when they started the, the whole Toys R Us. Yeah, that's, um, that's close. 
ordeal, but uh, but the, the dream started in, in 1948, it seems. Wow. So, uh, Joshua or Chris or, or Katrin, do you guys have any uh, special memories in your heart from Toys R Us growing up? Mm. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Next question. No, yes, I do. I, do. I, 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 I was telling this today. I, I said, uh, we, where I'm from, and near Knoxville, Tennessee, just just south of Knoxville, um, we didn't have a Toys R Us in Maryville, Tennessee. Right? We had uh, KB Toys and uh, what was the other one? Kate, some, whatever else. You know, we had those toy stores, and they were small. And there was a Toys R Us in Knoxville, but we didn't go that much because it was kind of like 30 minutes or so away, and it was just a big deal to go, you know, back then. Um, and when we would go, it was just like, oh, my gosh. And then everything was expensive more than what you normally see. But but they had all the cool toys because KB, KB Toys had a lot of stuff, but it was, you know, a smaller a subset of what Toys R Us had. So it's always a big deal. Um so then in college, there was one right down the street, so we went all the time, I guess. But uh, And then my son, who's six, he, we, we go every once in a while, and, and for some reason, he, he has got this understanding that we don't have to buy things every time we go, which is awesome. <laughs> I, I can take him there, and he'll ride. The, he'll play in the little uh, uh, powered vehicles. He'll just sit in them and <laughs> pretend he's driving, and he'll talk to other people and like sit in the seats with them with other kids. <laughs> and have a good time, and then we'll look around at a few things. But and every once in a while, he would be like, oh, "I want that," and we're like, "No, we're not gonna get anything," you know. But he was—he's totally fine. <laughs> it was the greatest thing. We could go and play in this big store and leave, you know. And um, so it's—it'll be sad. It's gone. It, the, somebody said today, I was like, they said, "I hope something good goes in there." And I'm like, "No, they, they, <laughs> everything's closed, and they're not gonna put anything in there," you know. It's. Yeah. It's, the reason they're closing is because everybody buys things online. You know, they could. It's a big place, so they could do like a Dave and Buster's or something like that. I guess with it, I don't know, but uh, I don't do anything with it. But, <laughs> but yeah, it's sad. <laughs> it's sad. <laughs> it's sad. Yeah, it's sad. Uh, I remember, yeah, the Toys R Us, um, especially with Toys R Us, uh, as a kid, starting to realize that not that they had special figures that they wouldn't put a whole lot out of in like sets like the X-Men set, like the nineties kind of classic X-Men figures. There were, there was a Gambit figure that had like this like really cheap kind of jacket or whatever. And like this like karate kick or something for some reason. <laughs> Gambit's known for his karate kicks. He yeah. is known for his karate kick. <laughs> um, but I was a big Gambit fan. I was like, I got to get a Gambit and I'd go into the store and there'd be like 50,000 like of, like one character that Jubilee probably have Jubilee basically or, <laughs> or, or this, or, 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 or cable. Um, and, and like, like 10 versions of cable, but, <laughs> but then they had like one gambit typically with, with, a sh- with every like other shipment. And so you'd have to like go in there when they put the shipment out and get it and get it. Otherwise collectors would come in and buy all the little rare ones and kids couldn't get them. <laughs> and they go and sell them at comic book stores for like super expensive stuff. And you're like, dang it. I want a gambit. Uh, <laughs> I got the gambit. You eventually. got your gambit. Oh, eventually get a gambit. I still got them. Yeah. Still have them? Oh. Yeah. And now I'm the guy that goes to the stores and buys all the stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. You're the reason that Toys R Us is closing because kids can't buy yes. toys anymore. 
exactly. I don't know. <laughs> Joshua, you were mentioning before we started about the uh, the ticket system that uh, Toys R Us had. Um, yeah. uh, that's I remember those. I remember growing up going to buy video games, and you'd have to buy you'd have to find the ticket. Hopefully, they had them. Sometimes they didn't, and then go to the cage up front, <laughs> and you'd have to slide the uh, like they thought. Like I guess people were just like armed robbers were just going to come in and just like still all the video games because it's like a it was like a prison you'd have to slide your little slip under the little cage or where, where we grew up anyways and then yeah, they would yeah. you'd pay for the game and they'd slide it back out <laughs> <laughs> i thought it always turned into like a little scavenger hunt like you had to find the slip to your game if you yep. want to get the game just like it's your, like you're betting on horses or something <laughs> <laughs> Like, I want 30 on Pac-Man. <laughs> I remember, uh, I forgot what game it was. It was an N64 one. It was a tentpole, like uh, Zelda or Mario, something like that. And I remember going into a few days before it came out, and um, because they had them all in the back, they were like, oh, we'll just sell it to you a few days early. Oh. I was like, what? And took the game home and just <laughs> played it to my heart's content. I didn't even uh, have to have a slip. They gave it to me. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, they don't. Uh, I don't know when they stopped doing that for the games, but it's it's been a while because when I um, <laughs> had the pleasure of working for Toys R Us, um, uh, they should have still had the slips because it actually did get robbed while I was there. <laughs> they didn't have the cage anymore, and uh, these people came in. It was like a group of them, and they like, like I was in the video game section working, and they found one of the cases that was they jimmied it open when nobody was looking, and they just grabbed a bunch of stuff and just started running out of the store. Uh, <laughs> and the policy was you couldn't chase them. It's like why? It's like have the fun. <laughs> <laughs> the thieves. Uh, but yeah, I remember working Black Friday at Toys R Us, and um, <sighs> let me tell you, it was rough. I, I remember pressed against the uh, the game uh, cases for like you know all night long with just swarms of people pressing me in trying to get games out of the case, and oh, Toys R Us, <laughs> the horror. The horror. Yes. Do you guys remember the scene in Big Hero 6 where um, Tadashi runs into the, the building and then the building explodes and then and then Hero flies back and like the white sort of like uh, fades uh, to white basically? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Um, I was in dailies when they were showing that and it was just the directors and the supervisors. I'm in the back. I start giggling and they look over at me. And I'm like, it's like being a retail worker on Black Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Open the doors. <laughs> that, uh, that, that seems right, yeah. <laughs> yep. You are correct. Yeah, I didn't. I think I, I only worked at Toys R Us for a couple of years, but I was like, I think it was, they kept promoting me, and I'm like, like they hired me as like a seasonal worker because it was when I was going to get my master's and stuff. So I was doing that on the side. And they kept promoting me, and I'm like, why why are you promoting me? Cause I'm not going to stay around here. Eh? But I'm like, why are you promoting me? And they're like, Oh, well you don't steal money from us. So, uh, <laughs> we think we could trust you. And I'm like, so this just happens like all the time. They're like, Oh yeah. Other boys, they just steal money. So 
I'm just like, well, now we know why they're bankrupt because their employees <laughs> steal their money from them, and they—that's why they promoted me to like full time and, and benefits. And you and stole them too, but you were just better at it. You just didn't get caught. No, <laughs> I didn't steal. I did get. I, I worked uh, the full time, like big position in the office was like in charge of back a house where all the like returns and like defective products come. So that was always fun because I would have to play with them. They're like, okay, part of your job is to play with these to see what's wrong with them. So I just sit back there and play with um, Nerf guns and all kinds of stuff and see what would kill a kid and what didn't and <laughs> wrap them back up and put them on the shelf. Uh, did, you find, did you find how many toys were actually broken or is just just use your error of not yeah, there was a lot that yeah, there was a lot that just went back on the shelf because I'm like, well, this is fine. It works. Mm-hmm. Um, and there were some that you could tell that they just, the kid took it home and was rough with it and just broke it and they brought it back. <laughs> she said, this is broken. Uh, but yeah, yeah a lot of stuff exploded. went back on the shelf. Yeah. <laughs> it got, I don't know why it looks like it went through a microwave. I don't know. <laughs> like that. I think the reactor so in this bad. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> It was a fun, interesting job. <laughs> well, cool. Uh, you guys, you guys have anything else for Joshua? Oh, um, <laughs> tell mean, us all your secrets. No, uh, <laughs> your I, I got, color? I got, I got like a like a coupon thing for like a like cat food or something. You want to give that <laughs> to Joshua? I mean, you asked if I had anything for him. I, I you put me oh. on the spot here. I don't really have anything. <laughs> I mean, I, mean I don't know. Do you you want a USB drive? It's, um, oh, now you're just showing off. US, yeah, now, now you're just showing off. Look, oh, uh, you want this? No, you can't have it because it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in other questions, but anyway. <laughs> oh, well, Joshua, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Anyways, thank you for coming on. Thank you for putting up with my brother those years that you had to work with him. I hope he treated you well. Uh, you are. I hope you had fun. Uh, mm-hmm. You're welcome back anytime, uh, especially when you, uh, you know, when you're uh, making millions with Lucas. You know, just remember us little guys. Uh, <laughs> does YouTube still do the uh, plaques that they send out to people? <laughs> so. Uh... So they have a silver plaque for a hundred. It's a silver button for a hundred thousand subscribers. They never um, told me that. They never got back to me on that. And then uh, the million button is the gold button, and I'm told that takes a few months to to process. But I still haven't heard from that either. (laughs) It happens so quickly that that I think it's, it's it's taking them time to kind of process. Gotcha. That's cool. So you're cool. gonna have some bu- you're gonna have some buttons. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Originally, I thought it'd be cool, like because I thought the buttons would come a little bit quicker, and I was like, oh, I could do an episode of like Lucas interacting with the button. Oh, that would be cool. Just the button. That'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> Boop. <laughs> well, cool. Thank you for coming on again. Uh, we love Lucas. We can't wait to see what comes out uh, next. We got a little sneak peek here. About some twigs and a harp. Can't wait to see what happens there. Uh, and then hopefully it just it just keeps growing for you and it just keeps like doing new things for you and opening up more doors for you. Uh, mm-hmm. 
tell back is it Baxter? Dexter. Dexter, sorry. Dexter. Tell Dexter we said hello and he did a great job. And uh, tell your we'll nephew, do. tell your nephew to get a get an agent. Yeah. Get an agent now. <laughs> <laughs> but again, thanks for coming on. We've reached our hour. Uh, it's been a great time. And uh, if you can, everybody listening, like, share, comment. You know, let everybody know about this episode and the rest of the episodes. We want to get it out there. And let's uh, let's watch. Let's make. Uh, let's get Lucas up to, you know, <laughs> three million subscribers. Let's just keep going. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> Can't wait to see all you guys. Anyways, thank you guys for being on I Am Geek, and thank you guys for listening. And we will see you next time on I Am Geek. <laughs>